it's no secret that the enemy wants to attack marriage. And so one of the things that we're talking about today is ways to avoid allowing the enemy to come in and steal what's ours. Stay tuned as we talk about love, sex, and the Bible from Song of Solomon. sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. The Hearing Jesus podcast is so excited to partner with Compassion International. We believe in Compassion's mission to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsors, when they sponsor a child, have the opportunity to see firsthand the impact that you're making through letters and updates that you receive from your sponsored child. It's not just changing the lives of children, it's changing entire families, whole communities, always through the local church and always in Jesus' name. When you choose to sponsor a child, you ensure access to quality education, medical checkups, healthy food, clean water, and most importantly, the love of Jesus. Delivered through a church in their community because of a generous, caring sponsor like you. And you can speak life, love, and hope to your sponsored child through personal letters that you'll exchange. I hope you'll join me in sponsoring a child through Compassion today. All you have to do is pull out your phone and text Hearing Jesus to 83393. You'll get a text back with a picture of a child who is waiting for a sponsor and a link to sponsor that child. You can also go to Compassion.com forward slash Hearing Jesus to choose a boy or girl to sponsor. When you sponsor, we'll also send you a copy of She Hears Learning to listen to Jesus, my book, as a token of our thanks for investing in the life of a child. Thank you for joining me and sponsoring a child through compassion today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're continuing our series on Song of Solomon. We're in chapter two. And just as a reminder, we have journaling prompts that go along with each episode on our Patreon. Our Patreon starts at just $5 a month and it gives you access to a lot of extra resources. One of those resources being ad-free episodes and daily journaling prompts. Because for me, journaling is a way to get the information from our head into our heart. I pray that those resources are a blessing to you. You can find the links for those in the show notes. And so today we're continuing. I will showcase for you when it is the bride speaking or when it is the groom speaking. And we're going to read the passage. I will explain some of the passage and then I'll read it again. So I'm reading from the New American Standard Version of Scripture. Chapter 2, starting at verse 1. I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. That was the bride, now the groom. Like a lily among the thorns, so is my darling among the young women. The bride, like an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. In his shade, I took great delight and sat down, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He has brought me to his banquet hall, and his banner over me is love. Refresh me with raisin cakes, sustain me with apples, because I am lovesick. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. The groom, swear to me, you daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, that you will not disturb or awaken my love until she pleases. The bride, 
Listen, my beloved, behold, he is coming, leaping on the mountains, jumping on the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he is standing behind our wall. He is looking through the windows. He is peering through the lattice. My beloved responded and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The blossoms have already appeared in the land. The time has arrived for pruning the vines, and the voice of the turtle dove has been heard in our land. The fig tree has ripened its fruit, and the vines in blossom have given forth their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. The groom. My dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding place of the mountain pathway, let me see how you look. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is pleasant, and you look delightful. The chorus. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. The bride, my beloved is mine and I am his. He pastures his flock among the lilies. Until the cool of the day, when the shadows flee, turn, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of Bethere. So right off the bat, we see the bride speaking and she says, I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. What is happening is she is comparing herself to common wildflowers that grew in the fields in that region. And she likely is not used to the luxuries of Jerusalem or what the king would be used to. And she's used to humble means. And she's basically saying that she's nothing special. And then his response to her, he says, like a lily among the thorns, so is my darling among the young women. He's responding by saying, all these other women out here are thorns and you are the flower. It's basically him saying he has eyes for no other girl except for her. Verse three, like an apple tree among the trees of the forest. So is my beloved among the young men. In his shade, I took great delight and sat down and his fruit was sweet to my taste. There's this aspect here within this comparison that I want to make sure we don't miss. All of the other men are regular trees in this woman's eyes, but her man is an apple tree. And that apple tree would have represented a lot of different things. But basically, it's a tree that gives something, this delicious fruit, in contrast to a barren, ordinary tree that doesn't give fruit. And again, it's just another way that they are using the metaphors of the time to describe their adoration for each other. Words of affirmation, anyone? Skip down to verse five. Refresh me with raisin cakes, sustain me with apples because I am lovesick. Girls, does that sound familiar? She's lovesick. And what do we do when we're lovesick? Well, nothing can really solve it except we eat. We get food. Now we get junk food. She's asking for healthy food. She wants some food to give her energy. But if you're married, do you remember the days shortly before you got married, that waiting season? Waiting can be hard. It makes you sick to your stomach. You just don't want to be apart from each other. Or it can be nerves. The nerves could be mixed in there as well. For us, we probably crave chocolate to deal with all of those kinds of, of issues. But for her, they don't, they don't, I don't even know if they had chocolate back then. They had raisin cakes and they had apples. They were sweets. But she is lovesick and she is craving some sweet foods to help her get through that season. I just love that. And sometimes I don't think we realize that all of that is part of scripture. Do you remember those days? 
Verse 7, swear to me, you daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, that you will not disturb or awaken my love until she pleases. Now, this stanza includes the phrase in the original text, it would have said more like, do not arouse or awaken love. That is a phrase that is mentioned three different times in this book, and it's referring to physical intimacy. Both of them say it at different times within the book of Song of Solomon. And what it is, is this recognition that they do not want physical intimacy until after they're married, until it's the appropriate time. And it's also a warning to the daughters of Jerusalem for them not to stir up emotions or desires until the time is appropriate. Think about your friendships. Think about the kinds of friendships that when you are in that last stretch before you get married and you are waiting and there are some friendships that are going to encourage you. Okay, you got this. I know you're lovesick. I know that you're you're almost married. You're basically engaged. It's almost the same thing. You need to stay the course and honor God physically within your relationship. That's one kind of friend. Then there's the other kind of friends that are like, ah, just go ahead and do it. It doesn't even matter. You're going to be together anyway. This is a warning to think about the kinds of friends that you are surrounding yourself with. Because while that might seem like it's just a temporary issue, the kind of people that are voices into your relationship are going to make it or break it for you as time goes on. You want people that are going to encourage you to follow God, not to follow the counterfeit version that the enemy offers. That's a big part of marriage is following after God wholeheartedly. And then also there is this encouragement to these other women that they would look on this kind of relationship in a similar way and they would long to experience something similar that is God honoring. And so in essence, it could be a way of telling them, don't force it. Wait for love to blossom. Don't hurry it. Hurry is not what God wants for you. Listen and wait on God's timing for the perfect timing of your relationship. Hey friends, are you loving the deep conversations, the biblical insight, and the spiritual growth content that I share on the Hearing Jesus podcast? Well, I've got some fantastic news for you. Starting at just $5 a month, you can become a member of our Patreon community and take your Hearing Jesus experience to a whole new level. When you join Patreon, you gain access to ad-free episodes, daily journaling prompts and worksheets, monthly bonus content, personalized Q&A sessions with me, giveaways, and more. As a Patreon supporter, you're not just a listener, you're a valued member of my inner circle. But that's not all. Our Patreon community is a place where you can connect with like-minded people who share your passion for spiritual growth, engage in meaningful discussions, share your thoughts, and be part of something that's truly special. Plus, we've got some awesome perks lined up for our Patreon supporters from shout outs on the podcast to exclusive merch and more. So if you're ready to dive deeper into the journey of hearing Jesus, head on over to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Your support makes a real difference, allowing us to continue bringing you inspiring content week after week. Also, a portion of any income from Patreon goes to support children through our partnership with Compassion International. Again, head to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Thank you for being a vital part of the Hearing Jesus community. Community. Together, let's learn to live out our faith in our everyday life. Now let's jump down to verse 11 about the seasons. It says, For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. 
The blossoms have already appeared in the land. The time has arrived for pruning the vines, and the voice of the turtle dove has been heard in our land. The fig tree has ripened its fruit, and the vines in blossom have given forth their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. You know, there are seasons of love, even within that engagement portion of a relationship. Just like nature kind of wakes up throughout the year, there's a natural time that love wakes up in that relationship as it progresses. And they're in that season of waiting. And that's another common experience for those that are waiting for that wedding day to arrive. And so that's what they're talking about was this waiting period that they're in. And then verse 15, it says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. In that culture, foxes were known to ruin fields, and it's this imagery that's referring to anything that would be trying to deteriorate the relationship or the love between them. And that could be other people, it could be stress, it could be finances, we don't know. And so it's this call to catch those foxes. And then verse 16, my beloved is mine and I am his. He pastures his flock among the lilies. This statement, again, is the statement that reveals the love that they have for each other is a love that is deep and it's shared only with each other. There's no room for any other person or any other desire within their relationship. And what this is, is a picture of this marriage commitment to each other that requires devotion and faithfulness between each other the way that God intended. The challenge here is, are we looking at our marriages the same way? Are we placing boundaries within our marriages to protect the devotion and faithfulness? There's also this picture of a covenant kind of relationship. You know, think about the other words of scripture that we hear when it says, I will be their God and they will be my people. That is, of course, talking about the covenant between God and Israel. But it's this idea that love is not just a casual thing. It's a permanent and fixed thing. It's a biblical covenant. And in that context, those were lifelong commitments. And it's a code of behavior in that culture. It's not just empty words. And so what we see throughout this passage is that the way God designed marriage is to be between one man and one woman. It's one of his greatest gifts to humanity. And one of the things that we will always see, and I'll probably mention this in every episode in this series, is that there's a counterfeit version from the enemy. The enemy would want to have us believe that you can have the kind of intimacy that was designed within the marriage relationship outside of marriage. We live in a world, this is the reality, that has been perverted by sin. And so often, even within these Christian relationships, there is abuse and there's chaos and a complete lack of peace instead of this picture of what God would want us to have. And so throughout this entire book of Song of Solomon, what it's showing us is this picture of what a relationship looks like when it's reflecting God's order within that relationship, even in this broken world that we live in. A healthy, God-honoring marriage relationship can in and of itself be a testimony to the world around us when they look at our relationship and they see that there's something different. Because God's design for us is to be mutually fulfilled and delighted within our marriage relationship. And so what we see throughout this book is these two people praising each other, not just to each other, but to those around them as well. And I think that's an important point because so many times, even within Christian marriage relationships, you see one spouse completely complaining about the other, but complaining about your spouse does so much damage. We did that entire Love Languages series before this series, and there's a reason for that, because I wanted you to look at what it meant to talk words of affirmation 
with your spouse and realize how they can create these emotions of love and connectedness. But can you imagine the damage that's done when the person you love realizes that you've been speaking damaging words about them, especially behind their back? I would challenge you to watch your words and to not speak any kind of dishonoring words about your spouse at all at any point of the day, but especially when you're not around them. Those kinds of conflicts that come up that cause those kinds of feelings is something that needs to be dealt with within the marriage relationship. And so what we see in Song of Songs is not just these empty words, but they are words that are coming from a place of mutual adoration and respect for each other. There's an awareness of each other's worth and that kind of admiration and even praise is essential in our relationship. The words of adoration or praise from a woman about her man can be a powerful catalyst for giving him self-worth and feeling empowered. And then the words of encouragement and love from a man to his woman is also very powerful when it comes to their identity. And so these kinds of words can not only reassure each other, but motivate each other. And so people wonder all the time, how can you keep passion alive years into the marriage? Well, the blueprint is right here. It's praise, it's mutual respect, it's genuine love. All of those things play into the feelings that you experience when it comes to your spouse and moving that love from this superficial infatuation kind of love to a deeper, more mature kind of love. But the thing I think that I resonate the most with within this passage is this idea of keeping the foxes out. Did you catch that towards the end of the passage? What do the foxes look like in your life? Are you somebody that goes and participates in a man-hater club at Girls' Night Out? Or are you somebody that talks about your wife as the old ball and chain? Or do you, as a couple, maybe even both of you, joke about divorce? Or are you speaking poorly about each other in front of others? The reality is, is we're going to have problems. We understand that we live in a fallen world and we were not made for the brokenness of this world. But if you are having a problem, see a therapist or talk to your pastor or talk to a counselor. You don't go spewing that venom to the people around you. Instead, we are called to build each other up. Don't allow the foxes to get in and ruin your vineyard. So given that insight, I'm going to go back and reread starting chapter two, starting at verse one. And it starts with the bride's admiration of her man. It says, I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. And then the groom says, like a lily among the thorns, so is my darling among the young women. Then the bride, like an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. In his shade, I took great delight and sat down and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He has brought me to his banquet hall and his banner over me is love. Refresh me with raisin cakes, sustain me with apples because I am lovesick. His left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me. The groom, swear to me, you daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field that you will not disturb or awaken my love until she pleases. The bride, listen, my beloved, behold, he is coming, leaping on the mountains, jumping on the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he is standing behind our wall. He is looking through the windows. He is peering through the lattice. My beloved responded and said to me, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The blossoms have already appeared in the land. The time has arrived for pruning the vines, and the voice of the turtle dove has been heard in our land. The fig tree has ripened its fruit, and the vines in blossom have given forth their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. The groom, my dove in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding place of the mountain pathway, let me see how you look, let me hear your voice, for your voice is pleasant and you look delightful. The chorus, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. 
the bride. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He pastures his flock among the lilies. Until the cool of the day, when the shadows flee, turn my beloved and be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of Bethar. Father God, we thank you for this picture in your word that just shows for us this picture and this image of two people that are showing mutual respect and adoration for each other and protecting their relationship from those foxes that the enemy would try to use to destroy the relationship. Lord God, I just pray even right now that you would open our minds and our hearts to the foxes in our own lives for the ways that maybe even our own words have contributed to taking away some of those words of adoration and respect for our spouse. Lord, I pray for conviction where there needs to be conviction not shame, but conviction in a way that pushes us closer to you. Lord, I pray for wisdom in the repair work that might need to be done. And Lord, I thank you for the way that you draw us by your spirit through your word to a deeper intimacy, both with you and with our spouse. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friend, every day when I finish the podcast, I feel so confident that this is one of the things that God created me for. And my journey is not unlike yours. I had a season in my life where I was doubting God's voice. I felt insecure about the things that I thought he might be telling me to do. If you were in that place, I want you to know that I offer spiritual direction and life coaching to help you get unstuck. Maybe you're struggling with something and need an objective biblical opinion. Maybe you need some help working through something that feels a little heavy. Maybe you feel called to write or start your own podcast, or maybe you just want to learn how to hear God's voice more clearly. For me, when God started to reveal his plan for my life, I found my purpose. And part of that purpose is to help you learn how to grow in your relationship with him. My heart is to help guide you in this area so you can step confidently into the calling God has for you. If you would like to start spiritual direction or life coaching, I'm opening up space for a couple more clients. You can head to shehears.org forward slash coaching to learn more. That's shehears.org forward slash coaching. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going. Keep going.